This episode of According to Flint is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, who is proud to bring the Western lifestyle and outdoor enthusiasts together for conservation projects, enhancing elk habitat, and ensuring the future of America's hunting heritage. Visit rmef.org for more information. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this episode of According to Flint. Welcome to According to Flint, the innovative podcast reaching beyond the Western demographic with stories, humor, and interviews. Now, here's your host, Flint Rasmussen. Well, welcome to episode number 34 of Our Life, a little sliver of life according to Flint. Happy to welcome. I like when they always say a man that needs no introduction and then gives him a big introduction. A man that, uh, I don't know, he's my friend. He's the voice of, he's been the voice of everything. B-R-O-P-B-R, uh, P-R-C-A. Now the voice of the Cowboy Channel. No, uh, the most familiar face currently in rodeo, Justin McKee. Uh, you know, first of all, first things first. I cracked out the Ellensburg Bulldogs t-shirt for you. And because that was one place we killed it in Ellensburg, man. Good memories, good times, great rodeo, an amazing community. And it's just the perfect, it's, it's a magical setup in Ellensburg. Uh, the crowd comes over from Seattle. They're new to rodeo. They're excited to be there. And, um, you know, Ellensburg is a special place. It's, I can't believe I didn't. If I'd have known, I would have worn my Ellensburg Bulldog. That's the high school mascot. Yeah. I, I, I went back and forth between Ellensburg Bulldogs and Pendleton Bucks. That was yeah. a tough one. We, we had some good times there, too, you and I. Yeah. Um, I told people for a long time, I'm just, uh, that people say, What's, uh, what are you most thankful for? And um, I said, being the same age as Flint Rasmussen and being <laughs> able to. <laughs> no, but seriously. It, it was it was a great time, and, and thank you for uh, letting me ride your coattails to some amazing places. But okay, I want to talk about I want to talk about my Ellensburg Bulldog T-shirt because you're going to love this. Okay. So a few years ago, I'm at Ellensburg, and I I have some spare time, which is unusual at any rodeo town. But as you well know, one of my favorite things in life is finding a great bargain, right? <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm quite aware that you need to find a bargain. Yes, I am. Yes. I have to find a bargain like every week or I feel like I've just neglected life. So I'm in Ellensburg and I had some time and I had been on a run. I've been on a roll, Flint. I was on a roll. I was I was going into thrift shops and finding some sport coats that were three, four, five hundred dollars, and I was getting them for like five bucks. Like finding it in the oh. ditch. Oh. I, I drive by the, the Goodwill store and I thought, man, let's go see what kind of sport coats they have. So I go in there and sure enough, it was like shopping in Beverly Hills. I mean, everything is nice. I mean, Ellsberg is a classic town. Is this the big Goodwill story on that back street? For I've been there. I know the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you, brother. That's just one of the many things I love you. Huh? <laughs> so I go in there and I find a couple sport coats and I thought, man, I need some long sleeve t-shirts. You and I also have that in common. We love wearing long sleeve t-shirts. Yeah. 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 And so I go rummaging through there and there's all kinds of uh, 
state playoff, Ellensburg Bulldogs, high school, football, long sleeve t-shirt. So I'm just, I mean, it was like I found a gold mine. So I've got one back to very similar to that. Uh, I, I do got to tell you something. I got to confess, speaking of you finding bargains, we, uh, I went to, recently I had the opportunity to go tour a couple days with Chancey Williams on the bus, on the tour bus. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we're in Great Falls, Montana. It's me, Chancey Williams, and Wyatt Springsteen, his guitar player. Went and had a steak before the concert. And when the check came, he grabbed it and I said, no, let me, he got no way. I said, well, at least I did the Justin McKee reach. <laughs> oh, oh, let me get <laughs> Pretending you were going for the quick draw wallet. Yeah. Well, hey, to this day, and I know we're off on a tangent here, but that's what it's all about. To this day, uh, somebody brought up the other day our trip to Mount Rushmore. Remember when we went to Mount Rushmore and I I smoked the brakes on my minivan coming down? And uh, you know the reference of how people remember that? I can't remember who it was. said, that's the day McKee bought lunch. That was the day. I turned over a new leaf, and you and I just haven't got to spend enough time together to realize that I'm actually a quite uh, quite big giver these days. Yeah, well, I, I do not doubt it. You know what, though? Uh, I will say, I, I will. I don't know if it's bragging a little bit, but I, I, I think you and I, we were on a roll for a while. We did like in in one summer. A couple summers. We did, you couldn't pick three better rodeos, Cheyenne, Ellensburg, and Pendleton. We worked those together. And St. Paul? And St. Paul, Oregon. Those are four, I mean, I just picked big ones and St. Paul in there. But I, I, I feel like the, the entertainment that we created, it never was inside baseball. You know, we were never playing that, I'll entertain you, you entertain me. It was right. big picture I feel somehow like we created an atmosphere of fun that we pulled people in. And uh, even when I go back to those places now, people say it was just a different tone. Like we, we, we kind of threw a party and invited everybody in a sense. And I I think it's because we have the same references. We're the same age. We have same sports interests. Don't you think, I think I really that translated to people. Well, that was, as I look back, uh, those years, and I, I think it was um, just early 2000s, late late 90s maybe, but basically early 2000s, we were also, you got, you got to remember, we were also on the road every week together doing PBRs yeah. all through those those years too. I mean, we were working 25, 30 weeks out of the year together, but I, I think we trusted each other. You know, you trusted me to, to to lead us where we needed to go, and I trusted you not to run away with it. And and we both had the same passion, and it sounds cliche, but you and I want everybody there to get more than their money's worth, They're sitting in those seats. We want all those people to love what we do so much, and we care so much about our, our heritage and our culture, and we know because we're in those places that there's a lot of people from Seattle and Ellsburg. There's a lot of people from... Portland that's never been in, involved in agriculture coming to St. Paul and coming to Pendleton. And this is an opportunity to bring fans over. And not only that, you and I just sincerely enjoy what we do. And I know everybody says they enjoy what they do. 
But when you and I are together, I think we enjoy what we do more than maybe anybody who ever has. I don't, I feel like that. I, I don't have to be any better. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've always tried to somehow put a finger on what it was. And I think you're right. I, I forget. We, we, we would go spend a few days at Denver and share a room together. Mm-hmm. And because we had to have maintenance come up and turn the TV up because the remote wouldn't turn it up loud enough for, I'm surprised yeah. you can hear me now. So. <laughs> I, hearing aids now. So you do one problem. problem solved. Do you have hearing aids now? I do. You can't see them. No, I can't see you. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Mission accomplished. Well, congrats. Good job. So it was real. Sometimes, like I accuse my mom, I always say, you're not deaf. You're just not paying attention. That's what I always say. Well, I, I have to admit, there's a lot of that going on, too. <laughs> you know, when we, when we came on here, when you talk about careers, and I said you were well, I said, it, bull riders only, uh, rodeo, PBR. There is, we have a vision of not only our careers, but our lives as well. I know for me, for sure, where you, where you picture where it's going. I remember when you were young and bull riders only, here's this 20 something kid. I remember seeing you on TV. Who's this Justin McKee? Then it was PBR and these rodeos. We all have this vision of where we're going with our careers. PBR, you were in the arena, then TV. Then there was some shuffling going around, went on, and all of a sudden, Justin McKee wasn't at the PBR. Yeah. That, uh, that was a, how tough was that? And it was never a personal thing. It was, you were in TV, and they realigned things, and I didn't see you anymore. That's hard. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the, it was the toughest time in my career and the best time in my career. From my ego standpoint, it was really tough. And, and somewhat from a financial standpoint, because we had just bought the 100 acres across the road and we just doubled the size of our house the year before. And, you know, we, we jumped back in debt because I had a good income working for the, well, I wasn't working for the PBO. The cool thing about working, doing television in those days with the PBR, I was working for the networks. Right, right. It was, it was good times. <laughs> and, but, but it went away. And um, it, but on that, here, here's what I've really never talked about before. And Leah Garcia, will, she'll attest to this. But for the last two or three years I was with the PBR, I told her many times, I'm just one more year away from having enough cows paid off and the ranch paid off that I can go home and ranch and be a cowboy the rest of my life. You know, the heck with these big cities and these these downtowns and rental cars and airports. And I'm going I'm going back to the country where I belong. And I got it. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> But what people don't realize, you know, every every rodeo cowboy wants to go home and ranch, right? But you can't make a living with cattle. I mean, I had contacts. I grew up in the cattle business. I was leasing ranches in Texas and Kansas and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Missouri. I mean, I'm I'm turning cattle out when I lost that all over the place. But it is hard to make a living in agriculture, a sole living. Some rodeos came along, and then for some reason they started going away. Um in that 10 year span, I thought, that's okay. My daughter's in high school. I want to go to high school rodeos. We got one kid that worked out great. And 
And then the Cowboy Channel came along and I realized um, how much I missed rodeo. I was, I was really tired of bull riding. Um, I, I love doing television and telling stories, but um, when Patrick Gotch called, um, first of all, I said, no, I said, I've got the perfect life here at the ranch. And, and then he said, he got the PRCA and I said, oh, now you got my attention. And then uh, he hired me to come to the Cowboy Channel and I've never been happier, more fulfilled. Uh, as far as my vision goes, this is way beyond I could have ever imagined. Um, and who would know? I mean, well, for one, I want to go back to something you just said. When I go to rodeos with my girls, they they college rodeo. You know, our girls have been. That's the other thing. Yes. Your your daughter is. Be, it goes Shelby, my daughter, then Cassidy, then Paige. So we've had this. Yeah. It's just been this weird ultimate thing for all these years. We're, con- we're connected in a lot of ways. and still are. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's the reason that you chose me to be uh, episode number 34. I mean, I'm just glad I got under the top 35. I got in the top 35. You know, that makes me feel great. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> we're working so, so close to the top there yeah. at number 34. That's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, when I go to watch their rodeos or, or go to a pro rodeo, I never stay for the bull ride I, no. just because I see it all the time. It's all like, the time. and and here's the other thing I'll, I'll say, uh, every single weekend for one, I watch bull riding and I truly have a knowledge of passion. I probably watch as many bull rides as anybody in my life, but I have look at what I get to watch every weekend. And you, you know, this too, I'm watching Jose Vitor Lemmy and, and Cooper Davis, and I watched J.B. Mooney all those years. If I'm at some amateur rodeo in Montana, with all due respect, everybody, nah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go grab a beer. <laughs> but I'm a, I don't think people understand that, and you know this about me. I, I like to go to the NFR because I love, I always wanted to be a bareback rider. I love watching the bulldogging, and I love watching the barrel races. There's just so much. It's just different, isn't it? And there's nothing like the NFR. And um, that's exciting and that's fun and I'm thankful to go. But um, and, and it is a Super Bowl. It is a Super Bowl. I, I the reason I'm being hesitant here and careful is I want so badly for the rest of the season or at least the 20 major rodeos to feel like a major sporting event. And I think we took some strides toward that this last year, but mm-hmm. but it still pales in comparison as a sporting event. Now, they're great social, the regular season, big rodeos are great social gatherings and they're wonderful for the community and, and they're very, very good to watch, but it's not a major sporting event like the NFR. It's in a class all of its own. Yeah, I, I do. And the putting lots of rodeos, listen, I know guys like my dad, I have a friend uh, here in Billings, Butch Bratsky. He watches all of these. I know Butch. Um, sure. You know Butch. A lot of friends that it doesn't matter. You could film, you'd film a rodeo with a phone and they'd watch it because frankly, a lot of them look like they're filming with a phone. <laughs> sorry, sorry, because, it, oh, I'm joking. Come on. But wouldn't it be nice for Cowboy Channel to have 20 that have the, the television broadcast quality of an NFR? That how that would bring people in even more and really show tell those stories that you like to tell because you like mm-hmm. to tell stories. I agree with you. I think it would be cool if there was twenty of them designated 
to be presented in that way. Oh, I, I think so too. I don't think that's too far away. I think that's uh, in the very near near future. Um, but what people don't realize is this is a startup company, and well, and you do because you've talked to television people with the PBR for all these years, but it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars for a weekend. Yeah, completely. I mean, because you don't realize that there's 50 people on the crew, and these are highly trained, highly skilled people that get for what they do, you know, they, they should get paid for it, and they have to. And so it's it's about baby steps, and, and yeah, it would be ideal. Um, we're we're going to get there. And um, the, the, the difference, though, between NFR and, and the other great rodeo, that I, I love the great rodeos that we cover, especially the ones that Janie and I went to and did the tailgate play. I love them. But when you go to the NFR, those are real fans. They know what's at stake. They know the storylines. And that's where I want to be as an industry. When we go to those major rodeos, the people in the seats are not just spectators that are passing through for the social event that year at one rodeo. They've been to several rodeos. They've been watching the Cowboy Channel. They understand who the players are and what they're going through. They know the storylines. And, and that's my ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, so I've dealt with people in PBR, marketing people, uh, event producer people, and they say, "Why? what do we got to do? The, the NFR is so big. So many tens of thousands of people come to Vegas. What do we got to do to be the NFR? And I just do this. Oh, hold on. Never try to be the NFR. The, the decades of what it is, um, the tradition, the people who, the, I'd love to know a number of people that go to the NFR with no intention of ever going to the rodeo in Vegas. They just go. And uh, I think also a huge difference is that's the one rodeo all year, the one rodeo where all of these cowboys are at that rodeo the same day. One time. And that's a difference in rodeo and PBR. One difference. But it is, it's, I mean, these people are stars. And when, when uh, you know, I watch, P, I watch NFR fans walk into the Thomas and Mac, and it's like they're going to a George Strait concert. This is, it's star-studded. You know it. Well, you, remember when the PBR had 45 guys? Uh-huh. 12, 13 years ago, they still had 45 guys that they took to the finals, and they were on every week, 45. Mm -hmm. What is it, 35 now? 35, yeah. And I think, the reason that they went from 45 to 35, yeah, it was kind of a time issue to shorten the show, but that wasn't really it. It's because when you got 45 bull riders, that many people that looked a lot the same, you know, they're all five foot eight. They all weigh 155 pounds. They, they all wear a cowboy hat. They're all the same build. Fans lose the stars in the, the bigness of, four, of that many people. I mean, they just can't. It's hard to keep up with 45 players. So they go to 35. And, and for television, that was the talk in television when that decision was made. This is going to be so much easier so we can focus on the stars, so we can tell their stories, so people will not lose some of these stars in the mix of so many. And so in rodeo, you know, we, we switch sports every 25 minutes. We go bareback riding, still wrestling. We have switched a sport it's really hard for people to follow seven different sports within a two hour to an half hour show and you add together that many contestants 
I, I think I think rodeo really needs to look at, and I hate to say the, this word because it scares everybody, a tiered system where we where we are able to focus on the top ten, where people can actually get to know who these people are and have a reason and enough memory to follow them, and and that's where that's that's where we need to go. And I'm here's the thing. And I'm trying to just quantify what I said about the tiered system because it scares people to death. But if we're not trying new things, are we really doing the right thing? I know that that we may fail, but that's part of the process of life is trying new things to to better ourselves. I mean, the PBR is a great example. They're they're going to a whole new season, uh, a six-month season. They're taking all kinds of chances, and it may or may not work, but at least they're trying to make some great changes that could drastically increase the fan power. That's what we got to do. We got to take some chances in rodeo. I had a conversation with Michael Gaughan one time, sitting in his office, about it was when uh, when uh, they were really working on increasing the money, and uh, you know, people in rodeo. Well, hey, our world champions should uh, our our cowboys should make such and such, they should make more money. Michael Gaughan brought up something, and it's, uh, it, it reminded me because of what you just said, where you switch sports every 20 minutes. There, there are seven of them. In, in de- really eight, because there's two team ropers. He said to me, where's all this money going to come from? Because in essence, we're not crowning a winner. We're crowning eight winners you know, people look at people look at the PBR and say rodeo. They should give the pay the average same as PBR. Well, PBR, there's one, <laughs> there's one rodeo. There's eight, and I don't know that people take that into consideration when talking money. You're basically gathering money and sponsorship, corporate dollars, ticket sales for eight winners. It's just different. It's a different setup. Completely different. You and I have had a unique opportunity to work with people outside of the rodeo bull riding business for our entire existence, especially here as we work in television. Uh, And I've been working in television for 20 years. And you've had conversations with people on airplanes, I know, that ask what you do or explain rodeo or explain bull riding to me. I don't know about you, but when I've had those conversations with those people, and then as we work in television, we back up and finish my thought there. We have worked with many, most of the people that I've worked with in television for 20 years are from New York, or at least the East Coast, mm-hmm. or LA. That's, the, that's where most of them come from. And so I spent 20 years taking those types of people that work in television, very skilled and smart people, and they asked me, why is there so many people I can't keep up? And so they ask these real simple questions that we haven't been asking ourselves enough in the rodeo business for a long time. But it's a different perspective. And so my perspective is much different because I'm always thinking about what about that person from L.A. or California or New York that doesn't understand what would draw them in. And I know if we make drastic changes, contestants are going to take it in the shorts in some instances. And yes, I was a contestant and I take a lot of pride in that. But my focus is building fans. I want people to fall in love with this game and simplification of it, downsizing of it is the absolute key 
to its growth. And then we can tell stories about these individuals. And, and, and we got to put visuals in people's brains. We can't just be talking about it. We got to show them pictures and show them where they come from. Let them see what their home and their barn and their family looks like to connect. That's something else that, that I hope we're able to do a lot more of here at the Cowboy Channel in, in the future. But um, one more thought along those lines. The contestants will always say, but where's the money, as you did? Where's the money going to come from? They can't justify the money. Here's where it's going to come from. There's a lot of potential sponsors that have got almost into rodeo. They get right up to the line, but they, they're still confused by it. Major corporations are going, oh, man, it's so hard to follow. So they back away. If we, if we build a system that's easy for all people, from East Coast to West Coast to follow rodeo, those sponsors are going to get up to the line and go, oh, they're going to jump right over because they understand the game. They understand who the players are. And then more sponsors are going to come over as well when we do that. That makes sense? Oh, completely makes sense. Yeah, and uh, when you're talking about sitting on airplanes, what you know, the dreaded question, what do you do? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, uh, professional bull riders, it's this, this, this. It's a sport wrapped in the... Well, and this is where I started uh, to really think about, man, try to explain this to somebody when they say, well, what's your season? Well, yeah. well shit. <laughs> you know? Well, here's what we do. We go every weekend from the first of the year to about the second week of May, and then we take this break, but there's lower level events going on, and then we start up the middle of August again, and they go... Well, good chatting with you. Uh, yeah. They're gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Uh, so PBR announces, and like you said, we'll see if it works. Of course, I'm one of those that go, oh, world finals not in Vegas. Oh, my God. You know, but when they announced, hey, we're doing a regular a season that goes from here to here, and the fan went, fans went, what the hell do we do for the rest of the months of the year? And I, I went, I'd love to watch the Green Bay Packers all year long, but guess what? I don't get to. So it's just different. It, to change the mindset is the biggest obstacle with our... It, 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 hey, it, it's also what makes Cowboys Cowboys as well. But man, it's uh, you're right. If you put yourself in the shoes of someone from the outside and start to try to explain oh. things, you have a whole different perspective. Completely different perspective. A whole different perspective. Yeah. I, I, love what, I love what Denver's doing. Um, they have a qualifier. I, I want everybody to have a shot. Um, I, I think that's a, that's a good start. Have a qualifier. Let them try to beat the pros. Yeah. 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 Um, you talk about all the stories you get to tell. Um, you, you have got to, it, when I, when I watch you on Cowboy Channel, it, listen to you through the years, announce rodeos. I believe, check me if I'm wrong, that your true passion is what's that guy like over that? Because you've come to me and said, have you ever seen him throw a football? You know, I can't remember. I can't remember who we were talking. Ren Richard. Ren Richard. Yes. That's your passion, isn't it? Getting those ins and outs. 
and you have got yeah. to tell some great stories. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. With that question. I mean, I, I get chills just thinking about, it. I mean, literally sitting right here talking. I mean, I love telling stories about uh, behind the curtain, behind the scenes, stuff that nobody ever knew. Here's the thing. You never really know someone. You and I worked together for many, many years before I came to your house. My family, we came up, we spent uh, two or three days with your family at your home. Mm -hmm. Even though we worked together all those years, you really don't know someone until you come to their house, right? Think yeah. about that. True. You really don't. And so it just makes a huge difference. And especially the brain, the brain is such... Um, an incredible computer. But until you start putting visuals out there for people's eyeballs to connect with their brain, um, it's hard for to, to get them to remember. But until you build those pictures, you build those pictures, the chemistry in your brain goes into a deeper memory bank where you can hold more and recall better. And then you become a fan because you can remember, you can bring stuff up in conversation because you saw it with your eyes. Your brain grabs hold of it instead of hearing everything with your ears. Our school system is set up on a lecture situation. Our churches are set up in a lecture situation. So ineffective. It is so ineffective. That's why FFA is, is so impactful. It's because you, you see with your hands, you see with your eyes, and you do with your hands. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put eyes and hands and ears and all the, the five senses. You know, I want them to see it and feel it and taste it. And then it, it just drives them deeper into fandom of rodeo. And, and I, I, a buddy of mine is Tyler Crow. He's one of my favorite, he's my favorite Western artist. I told him one day, I should, I'm embarrassed to say this now. I'm not, I'm going to. I said, Tyler, I said, I feel like an artist because I'm putting together the words and then I'm painting this picture with videos and pictures from these people's lives with this storyline. And it's like when it all comes together, it's like that is that, that's my that's my work of art. That's my artistry. And so yes, it's very fulfilling. And uh, I, I just I love and we have so many great stories, so many great people that have done incredible things that's very inspirational. Well, and you will never forget that I had a cat named Alfalfa and a basset hound named Deuce because they stowed away in the motorhome when we drove to Billy. <laughs> we had a, a basset hound and a cat that, see, you never will forget that, ever. No, that's visual I will never forget. It's snowing. My wife hears a cat. Shelby heard a cat in the motorhome driving to Billings. Uh, our two families together in the motorhome. Everybody started hearing a cat and Lo and behold, your cat rode on the frame in a snowstorm for three hours on the frame of the motor. That was Alf. That was Alf, man. That cat. Oh. That cat disappeared for eight weeks from our house, and it was twenty-five below zero. And my brother and dad found that cat eight miles away, along a highway, oh and God. skin and bones. And he lived another five, six years. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> that's the story. Uh, I have people ask me, even my own dad, man, I watch that cowboy channel and that McKee, he's just so excited all the time. Is that really? And you know, like as, as our folks get older, they start to, 
He's just, he's just excited all the time. Is that real? Is that true passion? And I'll never forget. I'll never forget one time when you were talking about rodeo announcers. Always oh, yelling, and you called it manufactured enthusiasm. I think is, I think you taught me that. Your passion, I, I tell, I've told my dad, I tell people all the time, no, Justin McKee, that's real passion. Like, that is true excitement when yep. you're at Reno for 10 days doing the tailgate party, by the way, whatever you're getting paid to do those, the, the pre-show and stuff, way overpaid, because that looks fun. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, but that's, I deny it. Yeah, but that's true passion. You have a really true passion for all of this. And I do. Uh, I do. I, I'm not a excited. Everybody, so everybody asks me the same thing. Are you, are you that happy all the time? And it, the answer is no. I mean, I'm like, talk to my wife or my kid. That's <laughs> absolutely not. But I am, I have been, and maybe this isn't such a great thing. Um, that's been real. Anytime I have an opportunity to share what I love, our lifestyle, our stories, our, the culture, um, share the cowboy way of life with people, uh, tell them about rodeo, try to create rodeo fans. I am so excited. Um, unfortunately, I wish I would have been that positive and that charismatic and that nice when I was gathering cattle all those years with my family. Because uh, I guarantee you when things go wrong, people would be shocked at how I react. I mean, my, my wife, she said, uh, well, Justin got mad cow disease again. Started yelling and throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. That's part of the deal with cows. I, uh, I was with my girls the other day and the tractor quit and I can't fix a damn thing, you know? And I may have said the F word in front of my girls. And they did. Paige just walked away. All right, I'm done. And she just walked away. Like, come on, man. Give me a break. But, <laughs> hey, hey, do you ever look around you? Well, I know you do. It's not even really a question because I do the exact same thing. I mean, you're hosting stuff now with Trevor Brazil. You, I, I mean, yeah. you're, wor- you're working with... You're working with Trevor Brazil, for God's sakes. You ever look around and just go, how the hell did I get here? Like, I don't, I think it's important for people to know we do not take that for granted. The people we get to be around. I can't tell you how many times I looked over to my right or to my left and, and there's Trevor or Tuff Edelman or Ty Murray. <laughs> I mean, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, all these. No, never. Not not one time. Joe Beaver, Donnie Gay. I mean, Donnie was my my hero. I mean, I wanted to be a bull rider since I was able to walk and going to the NFR in Oklahoma City and getting his autograph. I remember every every second of that exchange. Um, no, I don't. I don't take any of it for granted. And I, I think I think that's one thing I might be right is that I really do appreciate my time with people. Um, like that. I mean, even you know, pandemic and I mean, we could just go on and on and on about great people. Um, well, the one thing about Donnie Gay, like if, if you have forgotten any great moments of his career, if you just hang around him, he'll tell you about them. I mean, there <laughs> you're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
that's that's true. I, I it was. I I love I love getting to talk to him. I learn something new about him every time I talk to him. <laughs> hey, I uh, <laughs> speaking of Donnie Gay, um, we have a friend Richard Jones, and he put it a good way. The thing that makes Donnie, you know, champions. We've talked Cody Lambert. Uh, on a by the way, Cody Lambert was episode. He was before you, and I'm I'm sorry about that. Was, but, but he talked about the different mentality champions have, and I think Donnie Gay uh, is an example of that. He truly believes right now that if he took a little time and got in shape, he could ride with the best of them. To this day, he has a champion's mentality that he probably probably believes that. That's, that's why I won eight titles. I mean, heck, if I was if I was Don Gay and won eight world titles, I'd probably just like him a lot worse. And I, I love everything about him. <laughs> I love, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love hearing those old stories, even if it's the third time. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there, my mouth shut, my my ears are open, and I'm I'm pinching myself that I'm talking to the guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in your in your mind, you're Guy Allen, steer roping the the ledge. Yeah, Guy Allen, steer roping champ. Yeah. Not anymore. My knees are <laughs> if, if you had, If you had good knees, you'd be right there, man. <laughs> well, I, but but I got on, you know, Bulls all through high school, and they had me do a promo, so I got on the mechanical bull right over here, here at the stockyards near the studio the other day. And and I, even though I was a mechanical bull, I thought, you know, turn that sucker up. And then I was like, turn it down. <laughs> turn it down. Yeah. Our, our, the balance thing has always, I, I mean, my balance has been great my whole life. I mean, but now, mm, and that, that is evaporating quickly. My balance, <laughs> my balance stuff's the first to go. I have people tell me all the time, oh, you could do your job for, you got 15 more years in you because you could do this as if, no, it's getting up and down a fence. It's, get, it, it's just different. Yeah. It, even though I'm only 35, I just can't. Can't quite, you know. Let's let's, let's move on. <laughs> uh, hey, it, with uh, NFR around the corner here, Stetson Wright is on the verge. Uh, now, when I say on the verge, in the next four or five years, he's he's that kid's unbelievable. Like possibly the best style wise. Bronc rider I've seen, then turns around his ninety-one points in the in the bull riding. Like uh, I'll say this: I have people every year at the NFR. Well, if your name's right, I guess you're going to win the round. You're going to get more points. Yeah, you are. You know why? Because you're better. Like they're just better. Stetson Wright, that kid's on that verge of. He's he's up here, man. He's up here. I think all the legends do. They they think the same thing. I was talking to Larry Mayhem the other day, and he's like, "He might be the best I've ever seen." Uh, I mean, Larry Mayhem said that. Um, you know what I talking about is bronc riding. What what turned around for me, in my opinion, and I think it was the turnaround for Stetson um, toward the end of the last year. I think it was the Rapid City, and, and his brother Ryder had done this before him. But when they stick their feet up in the neck and they, they they get there so quick and with so much force, and they get there so much early that their feet jiggle. They literally, their feet hit, and then they come with so much force that they bah, bah, reverberate bah, bah, bah. up there. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But 
But he and Ryder can do. I mean, they can just slam them up there. And I mean, you can almost feel it. And this is kind of inside for rodeo people. Just throw it at them. Like they just, just throw, throw just lift and throw the rain out there as if to say, give me three more points. Give me three hey. more points. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So I'm looking to see how much money he can win. Uh, Trevor Brazil, 518000 for the year is the record. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. And and so Stetson comes in with almost 400000 So, you know, even if he has a, 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 a disappointing finals and wins 50 or 60 per event, he still will set the all-time earnings record. But but he also could win 800000 Yeah, he's going to win... Okay, what'd you say? Five? What's or what's he got now? Three? What? Four hundred. Three ninety. So just four hundred. Okay, so we can get back to each other at the end when it's all said and done. Prediction. Got four hundred thousand now. Okay. When it's all written on paper, the world. By the way, the world all around champion will be Stetson Wright. What's that figure there? What's the new record? How much is he going to win? I think I think he goes over six hundred thousand. Yeah, six. Uh, I think it's six twenty-five. That's my number. Okay, I'm going six hundred and twelve thousand. Writing it down because I have a piece of. That, that might be uh, no. It's going to be. It's going to be. I'm going to say either side of six hundred. That's going to be. It's going to be really tough. I mean, he'd have to. Yeah, I'm going six hundred and twelve thousand four hundred and thirty-eight dollars. I wrote it down on a piece of paper that sits on this desk. So there you go. Are we going to go high or low? Yeah. Now you can, that's my number. Are you going higher or low? Man. Um, the injury factor has got to play in there. I would say over, if it wasn't for the injury factor of 20 head at the NFR, so I'm going to say under. I think it's going to be 605. Okay. <laughs> going six, I'm writing that down. But, hey. But when people say to Stetson Wright, man, is it tough on you doing two events? He said, if I'm only doing one, it throws me off my game because I do two all year. So, And he's like 13 years old. He's not going to get hurt. Come on, man. Hey, the thing I'm looking forward to the most, uh, first of all, I'm with Jamie Johnson on the first hour of the tailgate party, which is right after your show. I think we're on the same stage over at the convention center, 1.30 out there. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to go here in a minute. I want to get the show's a big plug. Then the pregame show with Trevor at 4.30, at Thomas and Mac, and then the postgame show there afterwards as well. So I'm um, very excited about all of that. I'm also uh, um, excited about uh, the bareback riding. Yeah. Um, it's got all the storylines. I mean, and I am least connected to bareback riding than all the other events. I mean, I love to do all the other events. It only took me two bareback horses to decide that that was not for me. And so I'm really not connected to bareback riding. Um, but when you've got two best friends like Tilden and Casey. Tilden Hooper, Casey Field, you know, Tilden's trying to win his first one. He's 33 years old and he wants it bad. And his buddy Casey Field is trying to become the first man to win six world championships. And they've been traveling together all of these years. Oh, and then there's a guy by the name of Tim O'Connell who had his tailbone removed and he missed um, the last month and a half of the season and still had more 90-point rides, rides than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Throwing Clayton Bigelow. 
Clayton Bigelow has the same flash those guys do. I mean. Exactly. When they talked about Sage Kimsey. Yeah, I know. We did it. I get it. I get excited. I get excited, man. I do. I get it. So, listen, I I know as we do this, you do got to go to work. Damn it. I do. Yeah. I do. Hey, uh, uh, this, uh, have a good Thanksgiving. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Jeannie and Cassidy and enjoy your Thanksgiving in your new place in Texas. And we will see you as people are listening to this. We'll see you in, in Las Vegas. And, and you know, all through the years, uh, people ask me, Hey, when you were rodeo and who'd you really like work? Who are your favorite announcers to work with? And I always say Justin McKee and Boyd Paul Hamus. But that, that's my two first answers because we all have the same references. We're all the same age. And, and uh, through all these years, through all these years when I see you, it's like I saw you yesterday. So. Oh, I know. That's a, that's a special friendship and one that I value greatly. Um, that we went for a while there when I left the PBR. We didn't talk as much. Now that we're both kind of in this rodeo deal from time to time, we, uh, we're talking a little bit more. And I'm, I'm always better because of it. Appreciate you, pal. Thanks, buddy. Listen, uh, good luck out there. We'll see you there, okay? Dude, yeah, every day. All right. Just, Justin McKee. Hey, oh, yeah. Will you buy me lunch? Oh! <laughs> uh, I'll buy you lunch as long as it's out the, at the South Point. Because I know who uh, buys the meals there. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, I do too. See you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>